Hello, welcome to another episode of the Horror Vision Horror Podcast. I'm Sean. And I'm Missy. And we are sitting outside in my parents' backyard in the south suburbs of Illinois where it's more forest than it is property. Soak up that ambience, listeners. But we might get killed by falling violent acorns. Yeah, this is like, uh, we've been <laughs> out here. Attack of the killer acorns. We've been out here for a couple hours, and uh, there were a few of us. Everybody else has gone home, but um, there have been massive amount of acorns falling <laughs> from the sky, from the trees. There's a lot of trees out here. This is a lot of forest preserve. I believe it's the most forest preserve in the United States, I think, is concentrated in this area. I don't know. Um, I've read that in a book about Bachelor's Grove by Ursula Bielski. Okay. I feel like it might be wrong, though, because I feel like the Pine Barrens in New Jersey is... I don't know. We're not going to get into that. <laughs> We're not going to get into forested territory disputes. <laughs> uh, it's 2.35 in the morning. <laughs> I'm a little bit drunk and uh we're dodging acorns so we're dodging acorns but we're going to talk about two movies that just dropped uh well one dropped on hulu and that is no one will save you and one is in theaters right now and that is it lives inside and we're going to give you our spoiler free reviews of both so this will be a short episode but uh hopefully we'll inspire you to check these movies out so missy let's start with because it's in theaters, as you suggested, it lives inside. Okay. Um, I just went to see it yesterday. I believe it just opened yesterday. Yes, it did. Um, then it was seven o'clock. In... It had like two showing. Well, yeah, it had two showing, seven and nine. So, because it was Thursday, so ho I think there'll probably, hopefully, be more showings this I would weekend. Think. Yeah. I would think. Um, I just happen to be off on Thursdays, so if a new movie drops, a lot of times it's that's, only one or two showings. Yeah, and that's the And day. it's at night, but that's fine because I'm nocturnal. Yeah. Although I went at seven, and there were, I don't know, like six, seven other humans there? I think there was about 15 people at my showing, which gives me hope because it doesn't... I feel like it's, it, like, I was aware of the marketing. I saw the trailer months ago. I watched it. I put on my blog. I don't, rem I did not remember anything about it other okay. than I had wanted to see it. Um, I felt like maybe there was a a talk to me vibe. And I mean, it's it's not a similar movie at all. Although I feel like. What, in the trailer you mean? Because it yeah, doesn't, I, I, it didn't have that vibe for me. Maybe in a trailer. I didn't see the trailer. Um, I kind of found it randomly. I didn't know about it. I was just looking, because I have the movie pass and I'm right. off on Thursdays, right. if there was anything I cared about seeing. And it's like, okay, it's a new horror movie. I looked it up. It said it was about a demon. So I'm like, okay, I like that kind of stuff. So I like demons. Right. <laughs> right. We like demons here. Honk, honk if you like demons. <laughs> um, so. Directed by Bichel Duda. I'm sure I'm butchering his name. Um... Starring Megan Suri, Niru Bajwa, Mohani Krishnana. And um, this movie is interesting in that this is uh, 
you know, rolling out in big box theaters, and it is primarily about Indian Americans. So I believe specifically they say uh, their culture is East Indian, and it deals with kind of some Indian folklore and their kind of demons. I forget what the, the actual demon was called a Pasach, I think. Yes. Thank you for remembering that. That's so awesome. Um, and it's an evil spirit that is attracted to negative thinking. What is it? That, like at one point, the mother says, "Like if you go to bed with negative thoughts mm -hmm. or anger, negative emotions or thoughts in your heart, it can. That's where it can grow. Something to that effect. And that was an interesting idea. Yeah, I, mean, I thought that was kind of cool. So the girl, um, Samadhi, Sam, Sam, she, well, and which is an interesting, actually, right, right. that's an actually interesting thing. So she's one of two Indian girls in this neighborhood. I don't know where this took place. It was actually gorgeous. Yeah. It was very pretty wherever they were. It might've been Pacific Northwest. Um, but so the other one is Tamira and it's, they were friends when they were younger. And then as they've gotten older, Samadhi is very much trying to be to fit in with all of the you know the uh, american right and to abandon her culture exactly and her and to be as american as possible yes and and it's a point of contention between her and her mother her and her mother like that's and, a major theme in the film and so she is kind of parted ways with her former friend there's nope. one of those acorns <laughs> tamari and tamari is uh, i will say early on you really see, so you see, where you see Sam interacting with all of her, like, quote-unquote, American friends and being very, you know, in... Part of the in crowd. Yeah, part of the in crowd. And Tamara kind of just, like, lurks around in the background holding this jar, and she looks traumatized. Yeah, ragged. Up. Like, the first time you see She's her... She's got big, dark circles big under her dark eyes. Circles and, and her hair's all, like, kind of frizzy and... How, like she looks like she's been living in a nightmare in elm street movie yeah totally that's a good way to say it like that haggard i haven't slept yes i haven't slept in two weeks and i'm living on caffeine because something is trying to kill me yeah she's definitely like everybody's like oh what's wrong with tamara it's like obviously there's something majorly wrong like, yes obviously for, but this girl looks like she hasn't slept in a month <laughs> like and and it really just it goes down. She's carrying this jar around, and the jar has like certain like runes or like writing on it. And um, at some point, I mean, she just all of the other kids in school are like, "Oh, you used to be friends with her. Like she's so creepy." Blah blah blah. Yeah, like they all pick on her. Yeah, and then she comes to Sam and says, "Like I need your help. I need you to believe me." And and this is kind of one of the things like this. There's a lot about this movie that reminded me of Smile. Because there's a thing in Smile where it's like, so when Sozie Bacon's character first encounters that first girl. and Right, the opening sequence? Yes, the opening sequence. And everything that happens between them, eventually Sozie Bacon's character 
is on the other side of that exchange. Oh. And she, you know what I mean? It's like the yeah. exact same thing where she's like, no, I need you to believe me. And then you see like now she has become that, that person. person. Because and now it's happening to now her. Now it's happening to her. And so that, that was very much in right. this movie as well. So Tamira's like, I need you to believe me, blah, blah, blah. There's a demon in this thing and I, I just feed it raw meat. Now it's getting too strong. And, and nobody it, ever believes them. And nobody ever believes them. And so it goes from there. But I felt like this movie does not reinvent the wheel. You're going to know the beats. But I feel like the strong point of this for me was I really liked the cultural aspect of it. Because I'm like, I was telling Missy earlier before we recorded, the movie His House that's on Netflix where it's, or what, I don't know if it's still on Netflix. It was for a while. Um, but fuck, fuck Netflix, but, um, it is a lot of, uh, South African culture transplanted into like an Anglo European, um, environment. And I remember watching that movie and really liking it and thinking like, man, I wish I could see something like this in the theater. And I felt like this kind of did that for me where I was like, I kind of can't believe I'm seeing this movie that really, really focuses on East Indian culture like in a big box theater in Clarksville, Tennessee. Like that really okay. made me happy. So that was the one plus. And then the other plus was, and I, I debated on, on divulging this. It's not really a spoiler. I mean, a little bit, but um, the movie, the, the demon is invisible for most of the movie. Or you see it where it's like just eyes or whatever, like a dark shape in the Blowing shadows. eyes in the dark. And so I thought, well, okay, so they don't have a budget, so they're doing the right thing. Because it was funny, the day I saw this, I was texting with somebody, and we were talking about The Conjuring. And the thing about The Conjuring, as much as I really like the first Conjuring movie, that movie is so strong when they don't show anything. And the minute mm -hmm. they show that woman, the whatever she is, the woman mm -hmm. that possessed, it just deflates the movie for me, to I, okay. like, by 50%. So I'm like, okay, this is cool. Like they're they're like they know that they can't really do it, so they're not going to show it. And then there's a point in the third act where they show it, and I was like, oh, don't, oh, you weren't not showing it because you didn't have a good monster. You were just being coy and waiting to deliver it because I thought the monster. It's like one of my favorite monsters in recent memory. So, really? yeah, okay. like I really, I really, really liked it a lot. And it, they still like were, there's never a moment where like the camera's on a full on, like boom, boom, right. boom. But it's brief, but, but it, it is a lot. You'll get a decent look. You get a really decent look. And I feel like it worked. And even when you see it moving, I felt like even when it was moving, there were scenes where I was like, Oh man, it still looks fucking good. So, to me, if you like monster movies, go see the movie. Um, I mean, it was okay. I'm all for, like, I'm glad that it hit big box theaters. Um, it's cool that they're showcasing other cultures. It, it hits all the beats. It didn't, it's not bad. I mean, I, if you have interest in it, I'd say definitely check it out. Um, it's a PG-13 movie. Unfortunately, yes. being a horror movie, most of the kills happen off screen. And when they do happen, 
there's like zero blood in this movie. Yeah, there's not even many kills. No, there's not. Um, there's one scene that I thought was really cool. Um, but, I don't know, it was... For me, it was average. I mean, not bad, but average. The monster... I love monster movies. The monster did not really do it for me. Um, at first, I thought it was bad CGI. We have since found that it, found out that it was... Um, I mean, part of it was CGI, but so, part of it was practical. I mean, there's, there's always going to be CGI. Right. Mixed in, but, like, I, I'm pretty sure primarily it was practical. Okay. I was still kind of disappointed in the monster. I do... There's a point... Um, at when they're trying to fight it at the end that they go in a direction that I liked. I mean, I called it, but I like where they went with it. I mean, I don't want to say what that is. We'll but, talk about that off. Right, but... <laughs> um, so it's not bad. I'd probably give it a solid three out of five stars, but... Yeah, that's fair. I don't, I don't love it. If it sounds appealing to you, go for it. Um... I think it's cool that they're showcasing other cultures with me. It's a hit or miss thing. If it's a culture I'm really interested in, it's going to tip me more in that direction. If it's not, it's going to be harder for me to connect with it. Fair. But it's not a bad movie. No. I and I still say if you have interest, support it. We want these movies to exist. Yes. We want them to go to the theaters. Um, it's not a bad watch. It's a decent popcorn flick. Yeah. But I... I think you liked it more than I did. I, I think I did, too. And, I mean, I think that's fair. And, you know, the, I mean, the long and short of it is, like, I feel like... I feel like it's been a minute since we had a horror movie in the theater. Um, I mean, I know The Nun 2 came out, but I just... Nobody I, cares about The Nun 2. I'm, I'm just not tapped into that. So no, I me just, neither. It's just... It was, like, a non-entity to me. So other And than, it's all terrible CGI. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, no. You know, and, like, other than that, it's, like... I mean... The good news is, you know, uh, Talk to Me is still in the theater, and that's it, awesome. And if you haven't seen Talk to Me yet, or yeah, definitely. listen to our episode, catch that while it's in the theater. It's definitely. I, I still think it's like it's going to be the my best movie for the year, unless something really blows it the fuck out of the yeah. water. Yeah, it's 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 fucking awesome. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> so this wasn't that, but it's still it it was. But it's not bad. It's, I mean, I didn't walk out of the theater going, okay, I just wasted right. 97 minutes of my life. Like, it's not bad. Right. And I mean, I, I didn't walk out going, I want to come back next week like I did with Talk To Me. Right. But, <laughs> but overall, like, you know, I, I really dug it. I think it's worth seeing. So definitely, you know, go support it. Second movie, this is not in a the theater. And this is so funny that, like, this is a 20th Century Fox movie. And they just and this would have been a fun movie to see they in a just, theater. They just dumped this shit right on Hulu, and they made a big deal about it. And I guess 20th Century Fox, because of Prey, the Predator movie, this is like their, you know, business model. And I know like this. Okay. Uh, Beyond Fest, not the actual festival which is coming up, but like they always do, you you know, screenings throughout the year. They just did a, um, I believe it was them. They did a screening in L.A. with like the uh, writer director. Blah, blah, blah. So this had some buzz behind it as far as on my radar. Um, this is No One Will Save You, and it's written and directed by Brian Duffield, which if you don't know that name or if you think that it sounds familiar, you would be right because 
he most recently uh, wrote and directed Spontaneous, but also wrote Underwater, Love and Monsters, uh, The Babysitter. Oh, damn. Uh, I mean, like, okay. he, this motherfucker, he is fantastic. I feel like everything he touches is gold. And I th feel like because, I remember, I think we talked about this on the show back with Spontaneous. I think the thing with Underwater did better than anybody thought. that. I don't mm -hmm. think it did great, but I think it did better than anybody thought. So the next movie, Spontaneous, they were like, well, go ahead and direct it. And I don't really know how that movie did. I know everybody I know that has seen it loved it i know right but, but nobody's heard of it except us no i mean i've like a lot of the podcasts like got you know people okay. were like singing its praises i don't know what that means as far as like the general public mm -hmm. right how does it's oh, we are not the general well, public. right right but i mean even like the general horror viewing public you know a well and that's it it's a weird movie that doesn't quite fit anywhere because it's not it's it's horror adjacent, but it's not yeah. really horror. It's more of a cute love story that turns into a weird existential crisis. Yeah, that's a good way to say it. With lots of fucking blood. With lots of blood. And exploding teenagers, which would and be... And exploding you know, teenagers. The, the, the fountains of blood, as it were. <laughs> but, uh, so this is... No One Will Save You. The interesting thing about this movie, it's... And they make no bones about showing you this in any of the materials out there. The tra well, I don't think I watched a trailer, but I already I don't even know how I knew this. It's an alien movie, so it's like fire in the sky kind of, or like mm -hmm. signs. And I feel like there were nods to both those movies in this movie. Yeah, for sure. Um, but this is um, really just this. A lot of fire in the sky. A lot of fire in the sky. A lot of and fire in the sky. It's been a long time since I've watched that. Me too. And I think that's on. Hobo Max right now. Um, okay. So I feel like I'm gonna maybe go back and watch it. I think it's shot in a, shot and lit in a similar manner, because I remember Fire in the Sky having kind of that dark like blue cast to it, and this does. Well, and, and also isn't I feel like there's like a scene that's an iconic scene from Fire in the Sky where it's like the you know like the the beam from the, the saucer, right? Yeah, yes, it is, right, where it's pulling I'm the Trying to remember, up. does it actually happen that way in the movie? I think it does, but but it's it's the poster. They use that in this, and so this is just basically like, you know, you get um, one lone, so uh, Caitlin... Caitlin Devers, the one, she's from Justified. She's Loretta from Justified. Oh my fucking God. I am blown away right now. You didn't recognize her? How did you not? Because you, I know you love Justified as much as I do. I did recognize her, but I could not pin it. And so the way I watched, so this movie suffered a little bit because I worked a half day. I, I got up today at 8. I worked a half day till 12. And then I had an Uber pick me up at 2 to go to the airport. And Right, so you were trying to squeeze I, it in. Because here's the thing. My Hulu... I can't download anything because it's it, it went uh, when, when my phone gotcha. took over. Like I, I moved my Hulu from like paying for it to my right. phone. My phone was ba Verizon's right. basically. Like, we'll pay for your Hulu, right? So, but it okay, has cool. ads. So. But it has ads, which sucks. And oh, but also then what I realized because you were like, oh, just download it, mm -hmm. and I can't. I, I'm oh, like trying okay. to figure out how to do it. And I couldn't do and it. And you can't because of the so, kind of. So I watched it. It was fine, but I watched it. But so, it was. 
one of those viewings where I couldn't completely surrender to it because right. I was concerned with time the time and, and right. blah, blah, blah. So, I, oh my God, I can't, it's so obvious who she is now because she has such a distinctive look. But also, she was a little girl then and now mm -hmm. she's, you know, older. Um, it's her voice and it's the way I feel like I'd recognize her, like her profile, yes. her nose anywhere. As soon as you said it, She's I was got, like, like, of course. Like she broke her nose or something and it just... Oh my God, that's Yeah, crazy. it's definitely... She's... The leading lady is Loretta from Justified and she gives a fantastic fucking she performance. She really does. So it's basically her living alone in the country, right? There's like no houses really anywhere near her. No, where she lives looks fucking amazing. It does, doesn't like, it? <laughs> would you like you to get that there? aerial shot when you go to, mm. uh, to... She's got this gorgeous house, this big plot of land, all these trees, no people anywhere. <laughs> no people anywhere. And uh, yeah, like she wakes up in the middle of the night and... There's a fucking gray alien in her house. And so it goes from there. Though I really appreciated the fact that, like, this movie kind of just, once it starts... It just, yeah, it's all in. It just goes... There's really not a lull. There's, like, a little bit of a lull after that first night, but not really. It just, it's enough of a lull to, like, let you know that there is no lull. Right. What do you think? I loved it. I thought it was really fucking... It was a really fun movie. Um, she gives a hell of a performance. Um, I am moody at best about alien movies. It's okay as long as I know that's what I'm getting into. Mm -hmm. And it was very clear about what kind of movie it was, so I was fine with it. Um, you get that first gray alien, and it's like, okay, looks like a stereotypical alien. Then you get a better look at it. And these aliens are fucking weird yeah, and creepy. And they move in ways that they shouldn't... Like, they take what looks like your standard gray, gray alien, alien with the big eyes, and they made it cool and creepy. The, there are some deviations to their bodies where yeah, th they look like giant praying mantises. Yeah, and they have the weirdest fucking feet ever. Yes. Like, these things... These aliens kind of, like, it kind of has a body horror vibe. Yeah. For sure. Well, and... and the, the way they move their, their limbs and there's... When you first see it, she's hiding un, under the bed, under, I think. Under the bed. Well, she's she's on the other side of the bed. And then she slides under the bed. And it comes over to the side she was on. And you hear it thump and you hear see the feet hit the ground. And then, like, the feet are flat on the ground and then they pop up on their toes and they look like weird fingers yeah well, and it's super creepy and, and so that was the first the one of the things i i thought about this movie and that was the first point and then there were others but that specifically what the the feet, the feet move exactly like the hand bruce campbell's severed hand in evil dead 2 which is awesome i did not catch that and but I there think you are, are correct. there are other elements in this movie where I'm like, this is, I'm getting a total Sam Raimi Evil Dead 2 vibe. Not, it, it, it's not overt, but it's, okay. the, it's definitely there. And I liked that. I really liked the score. I liked, I pretty, I mean, everything about it. I, and I just, I, I'm glad that 20th Century Fox is investing in his movies and releasing these movies, but 
Like, I feel like this should have had a wider theatrical rollout. Yeah, like, this could have hit theaters and... I think that this really would have, like, done okay. I think so, too, because it's, I mean, it's very, it's very engaging. Um, but once it gets rolling, it it's not slow. I mean, it's only about an hour and a half, and it takes maybe 15, 20 minutes to maybe. get rolling. And, and also... Those... And once it, once you see an alien, like, you're in. Yes. And it just keeps going. Also, it has like a B story that like comes in way earlier and it's it goes to the whole fucking movie where there's a like a social aspect to her and this town and something that happened. All right, she's obviously suffering from some major trauma. Yeah, and you do not know what it is and they're very, very like cruel to her and but and like it the story is protective in how it deals it out because yeah. it saves it it saves it till the end and i really it worked it, it works and and also i feel like knowing his other movies it has a brian well spontaneous um but i didn't know way. that until after watching it same like i had no idea but i felt like it it the ending and like the way everything works out made per- I was like oh that I feel like that fits in with like the guy that made spontaneous like I get I get it yeah I get it but and I love spontaneous but I did not I didn't realize that I even knew the director I I mean yeah I when I watched I I didn't know anything you just said hey it drops late Thursday night you know I'm gonna see you Friday watch it yeah <laughs> so I just so I wasn't even really paying attention to that, but I mean, granted, watch. it's a it's an a more of a sci-fi movie, but I mean, it definitely like I wanted a monster movie. I didn't get what I wanted with It Lives Inside. You got it with this. I got it with this. That's cool. Like That's... the they're, the aliens were cool. Um, she when she starts she starts killing these things in you know cool ways there there is definitely some uh some blood and gore and like i got what i wanted here yeah i i it's man it was it was good and i thought she gave an incredible performance i mean i'm sure the aliens are cg but they were they were interesting and creepy, and I just didn't care. Yeah, I, I, I mean, this is also with 20th Century Fox money. I feel like the CG is right. It be, looks, it looks pretty good. It, it looks really good. Like the there's scenes with like thunder clouds, like chasing her basically, and like I, I was watching this going like, this looks really fucking good. Well, and there's one scene like you can see. Like, you're looking into this big alien's eyes, and you can see, like, the reflection. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. I don't know if it was the moon, or what it, or if it was just, like, its third eyelid rotating. But either way, it looked, it looked cool. Yeah, it looked really good. And just, and they did different things with the body types and whatnot. And and again, there were, like, definite nods to, I definitely got a nod to signs. Yeah, for sure. Especially with the way that... Before we start seeing the aliens do other things, like when we first see it walking through the doorway, like that's a direct nod to signs. Yeah. And the way that alien looks, the way it's like tall and lanky with yes. like its ribcage poking out. And... Yeah. 
but as we get to see more of them they've got more going on yeah yeah it was it was solid so i mean i would definitely say uh i mean this I, this is kind of an easy you know one to pitch people because it's you can it's watch on it hulu home. you can watch it at home and there's enough action in it that yeah. this is going to appeal to more people it's not even i mean it's definitely horror sci-fi but it's an alien invasion movie yeah like it's an easy sell it's got a lot of action the monsters are cool yeah it's got a i mean it's got a decent body count if you count aliens yeah but i mean it really most of it takes place in this house with this one woman and these yeah. creatures and her fighting them and she's like she's she's pretty good she, at fighting she's, them. yeah she she gets pretty fierce and i mean her character is relatable you don't know what's going on with her the reveal at the end is interesting but i mean she's fighting and killing these things this poor woman has massive fucking anxiety you see it in everything she does yeah totally like yeah. i really liked her character i like that actress anyway she gave a fantastic performance like i would have liked to see it in a theater, theater because yeah. there's some really cool alien action especially like there was one that has like these crazy legs that pop out and the, it, it was like on top of the that was a praying mantis one where it was like on a roof or something yeah and i i was like i remember when when that you first see that it's in the background right she's mm -hmm. in the foreground it's in the background i'm like oh is that like a that's like a weird scaling error and then i was like unless it's like that big and then it like moved and i was like oh it's that it's fucking that big. big it's like yeah it's like popping up on it on these weird bendy praying mantis legs and like it looks rad yeah so uh okay so that is no one will save you and it's on hulu it's it dropped on, yesterday it's on hulu it'll probably be there for quite some time but watch it now um it's a lot of fun if you if you want to have fun if you don't want to have fun that's fine you don't have to have fun <laughs> nobody's gonna force you to have fun and uh, the other one is It Lives Inside. That's in theaters. It's probably not going to be in the theaters for, I would guess, super long. But you know what? Maybe I hope I'm wrong. I hope it's there for at least three weeks. That would be great, if not longer. But uh, that one, I definitely think, like, I don't know. I really liked it. I like the monster. Um, not going to be for everybody. But definitely, you know, if, if you're a horror fan... If you're a horror fan, check it out. There's, it out. I mean, there's right now there's not any horror movies in the theater that, unless you haven't seen Talk to Me or you want to see it again. Yeah. There's not a lot of competition. Not so much, why not check it out? Not much going on right now. So okay. in a couple weeks, I mean, we know we'll have some stuff coming out. Yeah, we'll see. But I have my doubts about. I still have faith. The Exorcist. But, um, so, okay, so that's, it lives inside and no one will save you, or no one will save you because it lives inside, or <laughs> it lives inside because no one will save you, and this is the horror vision, or the horror vision lives in, no, never mind. So, <laughs> uh, for it lives inside the horror vision, I'm Sean. And I'm Missy. And we'll be living inside the place that no one will save.
epidemic of violence floods the streets of major cities as cases of the media dubbed murder virus, MV20 soar, causing those infected to go on killing sprees. Caught in the middle, police detective Angela Miller finds her only trustworthy ally in the self-proclaimed psychic PI, Gerald Henry. As the two try to navigate the violence, they are drawn into new age guru, Opera Mellon Harvest's plot to heal the planet. Harvest's missive? The world is sick, and humanity is the infection. The cure? Murder. From the twisted mind of Sean C. Baker, author of A Collection of Desires, and Shadowplay in Book One, Kim and Jesse, comes his most vicious novel yet, 